0: Um, you know it's interesting I uh, I have like a
1: lot of stuff I wanted to talk about but let's um no what I'm saying Okay, at least the whole point of this was we made a statement about we should have a show and then we don't have the show. So what I'm saying is we need of the list of the shows we need to have, we need to have those shows. We just had an episode on how to oh my make... God, I'm not sure what you just said. I'm not, I swear to God, I'm, I'm not being uh, facetious. Okay, okay. I have no idea what you just said. I feel like I was at a press
0: conference, a Donald Rumsfeld press conference. There are knowns and unknowns, and there are knowns that we don't know, but we know we don't know. What? Did someone just say something? I'm totally confused. My head is spinning. If anybody's listening and you can figure out what, what Coach Sully just said, please
1: contribute. Give us an even like 50 cents, something. I'm going to say it like this. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to use my character voice. Okay. What I'm saying is we have made statements on other episodes saying, hey, we should break down how to do X, Y, and Z. We need to do those episodes we haven't done that yet and we need to do that we but, need to back up versus just pointing on a problem we've done some on the coaching stuff uh-huh but i think we need to be more specific about pricing and and also okay so let's let's that, get into that, it all right so go we've I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying in the future it doesn't mean this very no second. i think we should we speak about speaking can we speak about speaking we can only speak about speaking if it's fully understood that the speaking of speaking is actually
0: being spoken. <laughs> Excellent. Well, the speaking about speaking is actually being spoken because one of the things that happens <laughs> is is that people sit there, I think, and they, we have talked about this, where you have said this, and this relates back to um, processing, and it also relates to... Um, so it's processing and it's, uh, what's the other word? What do we say on the space, space space? Okay. So allowing the space. So, for so, okay. So check this out. So, and, and, you know, look, I'm a rookie here, so I'm figuring out different things. You're the, you're the old pro, right? So, cause yeah, well, come on. You've been teaching for 20 years. I've been teaching for six, so five, six, whatever. Um, and you teach way more students than I do. Um, so anyway, let's talk about speaking because I think it's really, really important. Um, you have commented on coaches speaking too much and it impeding processing there being an issue, right? And so I think we should get into, we're not just pointing out a problem here. Let's let's be clear. I always try to come up with not just the problem and dissecting it, but also what could be a solution because we don't always have a solution, especially when we're moving on the fly like this. Anyway, so speaking itself, it dawned on me as I'm watching these tennis matches and you have said, who watches tennis matches? (laughs) Nobody watches. I watch tennis matches. The reason I watch tennis matches is I want to figure out I'm in my, I'm still in my growth and learning phase. I mean, you're, you are, but you're much more down the pipe. So one of the things that occurred to me was I turned the sound off.
1: I've heard a lot of people do that. Actually, the the, the 10 of you that watch <laughs> <laughs> on, on, right. The, the... I turn the sound off. Yeah, and I was like, it's annoying. Isn't
0: it? No, it's not about annoying. It's about processing. It? It's a distraction. And I realized actually it's soothing at some levels because you hear the commentators and they're like, yeah, look at that forehand. If only she'd move over just about a quarter of a turn
1: boy, that would go back really well. And then actually if it was spoken like that. I would actually probably listen if he would, if he would just get his a Sean foot Connery energy. delivery, um, if he would
0: just get his foot positioning in,
1: can uh, you do uh, Sean like Connery? I can. can you do Sean Connery?
0: Uh, not off the cuff. Oh, and if I get going, okay, so turn- I need runway and this ain't, (laughs)
1: I need runway. I need runway, baby. (laughs) Okay. So but but, so I'm just So when you do watch and it sounds off, do you have anything else in the background? No. So you're doing are you doing other things? No. I well, yes, exercising. But But, I'm but
0: but what I'm saying is is I have realized I've had the epiphany and a lot of people out there will be like, of course. But it's just it's not distract I guess it is distracting to, to so I'll go back on what I said when I said no to you. It's distracting for me from a processing and space perspective, because here I am looking at this and I'm looking at it like a football player. Well, basketball players do the same thing and so do baseball players, but it's more football I'm thinking of because I love football is they'll look at game film and they're not looking at game film with the guy, you know, with, with Madden or whoever, like,
1: <laughs> oh, he has to do this. <laughs> right? All he has to do is over here. Look at this. He crossed the line. And the next thing you know, I, I swear to God, I don't even know what he's thinking of.
0: Right. So they're not is, looking is at that, that. a
1: commentator in the Bears <laughs> game right, field room, right? right. Giving a play-by-play. Right.
0: Play by play. right. Yeah. So right. at six a.m. or eight a.m. or whatever time those guys <laughs> are cranking through. That's a great point. The by previous the way. game or the future game. There's no zero commentator going on there it's it's raw you gotta look and what it does i've i've figured out whatever other people probably already have but i figured out like i'm watching it and i'm like wait a minute what happened here hold on a second and then i'm i'm looking at things from multiple i'm analyzing from multiple things and it you can't do it all at once i noticed Not even, I don't even think somebody like you or somebody who's been in it for a super long time can do it at once. So like, I'll give you an example. I was watching a match just a few minutes ago between Coco Goff, it's it's going on now, Abu Dhabi tournament, Coco Goff and um, Maria Zakaria. Zakaria is a Grecian player and Coco is an American. And um, I'm watching this and I'm like, why is she hanging by the baseline so much? You know, because that thought, so there's observing, right? Which I got to make sure that I write this down. But so there's observing, right? So there's this initial, like, I'm observing. Oh, this is what's going on. I see. So she's serving, she's serving on the, hugging the T, and she's hoping to get to her backhand on the, the, I'm sorry. She's a lefty and she's serving at, here, let me start over. She's serving, let's go. She's serving wide to a, Lefty, and she's hoping to get to the lefty's backhand. Zakaria's a righty, so she's serving on the tee, hoping to get to Zakaria's backhand. But she's not. Oh, look at that! She's not hugging the line. She's this is second serve. She's hugging. She's going further in because she's not. She doesn't want a double fault. So okay, I got that. That's what she's doing. That's why she's doing. I think. I don't know. I'm not Coco Goff. Okay. But then the point goes on. And I start looking at it and I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Oh, she's off her COG. She took that shot off her COG, but she's got dynamic balance. So she righted herself and she was able to get it back wide to Zakaria. Okay, what's she doing now? Oh, she's trying to play like a two to one, three to one. Okay, is she playing mistake tennis here, unforced error tennis? Or is she trying to go in for the kick? Well, obviously she's hanging by the baseline, but I'm doing this in real time. And then what happens is I'm like, I'm like, I. Then I then I I I go into the next point but then I'm thinking about the previous point and I'm like wait a second why didn't she go so now I'm I'm analyzing so at first I'm observing and observing in and of itself is not good enough then I'm analyzing and I'm like while the new point is going on I'm thinking about the previous point and I'm like wait a second where were those shots hit and then I'm looking and I'm like Did she hit those shots just over the service line? Because either opponent, because if they did, that's almost an invitation to come in. Those are shallow shots. I mean, if if you're receiving a shot that is in no man's land, it, the, the initial bounce is in no man's land, it's flying up on you. Or or just past no man's land, more toward, toward the baseline, it's flying up on you. You have no choice. You're, you're not coming in unless you're Agassi. You're taking it super early, I guess. But the point is, then I'm thinking to myself, where were those shots hit? Right? So I'm analyzing. And then now I'm going back. So then I hit rewind. And I'm like, huh, look at that. And then I look. And I'm like, Shots are all just barely gracing the service line. And I'm like, why isn't one of them coming in, like going for the kill? And then I think to myself, if I'm the player, and this is really the hardest part about tennis, is stuff is happening so fast. And you, but you need time to space and process to digest. Okay. And so then I'm thinking to myself, why aren't they coming in? Why isn't somebody coming in and trying to force? going on the offense and trying to force this and i look and i and i don't know i can't i can't, I can't answer that so then we go on to the next point and i'm not going to drone on too much here
1: no i I'm, I'm want to know what how this ends see i'm a i'm a tennis nerd i'm like okay so what happens <laughs> this is but, my version you know of what's caillou. funny this is my version of
0: caillou you know what well caillou's not really a nerdy type situation but but it's my show is what I'm saying. Oh Caillou is? No. Cool. No. I come love you, all right. I was just funny. Come on. So the Kokovov show. <laughs> the Coco Gov, yeah. She's 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 a force. But so 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 she loses to Zakaria. Zakaria's winning, and she ends up Zakaria actually takes the first set. Um seven six. She takes it. It's tight. It's very tight. And Zakaria is like this. <laughs> she's I mean, Goko Coco is Muscly and the whole thing. Zakaria is equally as musly, broad-shouldered, right? So she's not like you're not you're not pushing her over with a thumbtack, right? She's she's muscly and she's ready to go. And and I'm watching and we go into another point. And this wasn't necessarily the next point. My memory is sometimes sketchy, you know, depending on what I'm thinking about. But there's another point that occurs. And I'm watching and I'm like. So again, there's the serve, there's the whole thing. We go through the process and I'm watching and I'm like, what is going on here? How is it that Zakaria was able to, they they do this back and forth and Goff actually comes in. She actually decides she's coming in this time. So because what she did was she hit a shallow shot and she must have scouted her opponent because she knew her opponent wasn't going to go in for a kill that that just like like you know came in with that swooping forehand that just pushed the ball over past the service line and made it almost impossible to return if you're up at the net because it's so low and fast and the whole thing. So she must have scouted her opponent. Maybe Corey, her dad, did. I don't know. Maybe it's her. Maybe it's Muratoglu, her Patrick Morataglu, her coach, who did. But she must have known that Zakaria was going to try to just puff it at the net. So Zakaria makes the decision that she's going to hit a lofting ball over goff's head goff turns flips does the two-handed backhand jumps up in the air and pulls the ball down wait goff goff okay coco goff okay Okay. so zakaria had hit so goff came in hit hit a a light one in the okay it's just past on the deuce just past the kill zone right around there Zakaria comes running in on the deuce, hits a, lofting, hits a lofting ball over Goff. Goff comes back, flips on, hits a smash with her backhand, two-handed backhand. But Zakaria, because of the positioning, the foot positioning on the court, Zakaria is able to make it and hits a down-the-line backhand to win the point. My point here is I'm watching this whole thing and I'm like dissecting it. I'm thinking to myself, how... Did this happen? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, how is it that they both decided to come in now? And so now I've got to rewind the game film, and I've got to think about this, and I've got to I've got to see. Oh, this is what happened here. Goff didn't go wide enough on her initial pro on her initial her initial like the drop shot, if you will. So if she drop shotted Zakari to bring her up to the net, she didn't go wide, and she went to her forehand, right? Which is a classic mistake if you're gonna right because there's a lot more control there, and 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 that allowed, but that but as I analyzed that that allowed Zakaria to be in the foot positioning to be able to get wide on the ad to return a down the liner, so that all for anybody who's listening who doesn't play tennis or whatever is is like okay, I have no idea. Maybe we should just fast forward through this episode. But the point I'm trying to make, here's the grand point. The grand point is I never would have gotten that if I'd had the commentary on. And I'll tell you why, because I would have been distracted by the things the commentators were saying. The commentators are almost like somebody who is sitting there saying, look over there, look look, look at how cool this is. Like they're, you know, they're like a sideshow. Like, look at how cool this is. This is so exciting or, or whatever. Try this, you know? And you're like, but does it, it, it's almost a, it's like buying a shoe. Now you go on these online because you don't go to a shoe store anymore. (laughs) You go online, you watch these shoe reviews, right? And the guy's like, and the upper last, and he's saying a whole bunch of complicated stuff about the shoe. And you're looking at the shoe though, thinking to yourself, can this work for me? Like, does it flex on the bottom the way I like it to, or does it have that support in the back, or does this? But it's clouding it out because of all the stuff he's saying. So it's almost like you need to turn some of this stuff off because when you're processing, this gets back to your processing comment. You need you need the time and the space to process. And if the coach in the tennis lesson is still yap yap yapping, are you really getting the time and space to process?
1: All right. So can can I? Jump in here. Yeah. So with commentators. Please, nobody
0: wants to hear me talk this long.
1: Well, no, it's, it's. Including it, you. It's no, go ahead. No, I'm processing myself because I'm, I'm trying. Again, ready? My, I look away. My head goes down as you're. And I'm trying to visualize a court. And I'm trying to visualize the point. Right. Here, the visualization. Without visualization, you can't you can't process and and at this point you you
0: didn't have video in front of you so you needed my audio commentary Uh, to be able to but it's it's sort of single channeled like you needed my audio commentary
1: to get through that because otherwise but but i have to have a reference point of a court and movement right so now because i have that reference point i don't need the video i need the the auditory but without any sort of so somebody that doesn't really know tennis the way we know tennis and likes tennis rockers solely for our personality. Well, your personality. Bryce. No, they, um, they might be like, Oh my God, is he ever going to be done? Somebody that's a real, uh, is a That's a real, but like really into it and, and has the visual will be like, okay, th- then, then, then what did golf do? Like for a second, I, because this is how my brain works with Coco. I forgot her last name is Goff because I'm like, well, you reference her as Coco. So that's my character. Oh, so that's how my brain works. So I was like, wait a minute. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's all right, It's the same person. Duh. But that's how I reference. Right. So that threw me out of the out of the narrative right there. Right. But then, was, but then you brought me back. <laughs> but that was my issue, not yours. And I had to picture and I, I know the backhand you're talking about, actually <laughs> I can visualize that's an awesome shot. The high backhand down the line that you're like, hmm. it's going to go on. All- oh no, it's not. It's going to be a winner. <laughs> you know, and then you're like, and then you could see the person that that thought they, I can picture Goff Like I got her now I'm going up. <sighs> and then she, as she, just as the ball starts rising, it's like, it's like the scene in Christmas story where the dad is changing the tire <laughs> and and he's got the case he puts the lug nuts in the hubcap and then and then the kid stands too close and any he, any he, and he, he knocks it uh what's the kid's name in it i tell totally you uh, just spaced I, it's it's one of my favorite and he goes oh sh- yeah. <laughs> right i can see that slow motion goff throws it up and all of a sudden boom and you're like no and it's like, and you know, all tennis players, like we talk about like that signature, sh- signature shot. Yeah. When you think you've got somebody strategically and you got the champagne, you shook it up in the, in the, <laughs> in the player's room and you're ready to pop it. Yeah. And you're like, you're ready. To, you're like, you've almost stopped playing. And then you realize your balloon just got popped. Well, and we should and do it. We should do an episode. Oh, there we go. We should, no, Put we that on do the it. list. There we go. There <laughs> we go. I gotta, I'm going to no. get a T-shirt that says, "We should do an episode."
0: <laughs> no, I gotta, I gotta mark that down real quick before popping champagne. No, when to pop the champagne? No, no, no. The the episode should be. I gotta, I gotta think about how to phrase it, but the episode should basically be, and I talk with this about with my kids all the time, is um, that you're playing and you are just so like. You've got to stop convincing yourself that it's a winner. That's what it should be called. (laughs) Yes.
1: Stop. I'm making a note. Convincing yourself. No, no. Just call it. Ready? Hey, yo, that's not a winner. (laughs) That's it.
0: Well, and the reason I say that is because I think, you know, we're so it's not about Ws and Ls, and I don't want to get lost on that because I still want to come back to our talking. I'm not finished with my thought either. Oh, so. sorry, but so but the point I'm trying to make is is that I think off a lot of times tennis players what they do is they're like, oh yeah, I got him now. Here we go, and they're not thinking about the other guy's court positioning. Like, eh, he might be able to get to that. You know what I mean? They're not thinking about the the strength of the shot. Well, you know or what happened? Anything, but what? Right? Well,
1: no, they are. What happened was you executed. Your plan, what you forgot was, they also had a plan. (laughs) So it's like, you did. You got 50% of the equation on the court, but the other 50% (laughs) was from them. Or they may not even have a
0: plan, but they have an ability and you ah, forgot right. you yes. forgot about their ability their their signature move or <laughs> shot it, well it's oh. like every time somebody hits djokovic and they hit djokovic with a with a, a down the line and they forget that this guy will do the splits and slide to it and he will nail it so it doesn't really and
1: he can do it on both sides <laughs> so we, right. di- we we digress so come back so yeah i was visualizing what you were saying and what happens is with commentary. It's like it's like throwing darts for, for a sport. We're gonna throw a lot of information. It's a lot of uh, mis uh, misdirection. Yeah. In order to find the largest swatch of viewers to watch it and pay attention. So it's like oh, we're gonna have something for everybody, and in doing that, it doesn't allow any in-depth connection for people that are watching right so
0: what you seem to be saying is that commentary can't get that technical because if they did they'd turn off a lot of viewers yes
1: but i think they're already
0: turning down a lot of viewers but i'm also suggesting that yes. I'm, I'm saying commentary can keep commentating and that's great no, no, no! But you, I'm, I'm
1: yeah. but I'm, so? What I'm, I'm agreeing with you. But so what I'm saying is, yeah, they can keep doing that. Yeah. But if you really want to get down to the meat and potatoes of the game, that it really does help to watch in silence and to really watch a point. And there is so much mathematically going on. So based on depth of the court, right? So based on what you said. Right, and, and I would you. We can use Nadal because he's an anomaly, but people know him. But there's other players as well. Where when a court lands mid court, when Nadal first came out, it was like, oh, kill zone, and then like, oh, wait, that's 19 feet over my head. I can't go in on that. Right. There there's because of the rotation of the ball. Yeah. So, he, so for people who aren't listening, Nadal hitting
0: a ball such a high roller ball that it literally. When it bounces mid-court, it's so high that you have to back up. The
1: bounce is so high that you have to back up. Right, because he has more rotations on the ball than anybody else. So he's his shots. He breaks that. You right? have to let that shot drift
0: down to get into any, to get any controllable shot back. But that
1: dispels a coach saying, "Well, you go. You always go in on this shot." Well, not on him, or not on her. Right, and we're the not other on a lot of the academy kids that are taught that way. <laughs> so, well, well co- correct, right? correct. But so you're watching this match. Why not interview both of them and say at the end, okay, ladies, what was going on? We 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 we're, we're all told about the kill zone, and we start using the terminology football and baseball do. They don't make they don't make any apologies, right? They just, they're, they're using the terminology. Hockey does as well. They, they're just, they assume, you know, right? And you're in and they're constantly using it. We don't. We don't use even some of the um, kind of like side speak, the short, like of like kill zone or mid court. Hey, you girls were hitting the midcourt. How come somebody didn't just come in and put that away? And then they, well, the reason I did this, blah, blah, blah. And the reason I did this, like, it would be great to do a post instead of like separate press conference, it'd be awesome to have chalk talk with the players after about their match. And I think that would help coaches at my level. That would help recreational players because you'd actually hear from the players what their strategy was versus, you know, somebody like the New York Jets that where it's like, you're not going to sit down with every single player on the team and say, here's our book, our playbook. Right, because that's different. That's a team sport with other things going on, where the players are being told by the coaches what to do on on running their plays. So that's different, right? You have this weird dichotomy between a quarterback and the head coach, or the offensive and defensive coaches, and what's happening. So that's a you have different generals. Yeah. In in tennis, we have the coach. Yeah but the player has a lot of autonomy out there. Yeah. So I think that's a really right. So because of that autonomy, you're, you're, to be able to sit down with that, co- that player and, and even maybe the coach, that'd be fascinating. That'd be absolutely fascinating to, to see that. It depends on how you
0: convey it though. I'll just give you that caveat. Okay, sure. Safely, because the thing is, is that like you said, you're like, well, I'm a tennis nerd. Or in the beginning, you know, you made a little fun, you poked at me a little bit, like you and the ten people that are watching without the sound. But the thing is, I think it could be done. I think I think it absolutely could and should be done, (laughs) because. I think it would deepen people's interest. Maybe, you know, listen, maybe tennis needs to retreat and say, look, we have a tribe instead of trying to reach out to everybody and broaden the sport. Maybe the better thing to do is to create a tribe, to create more of a tribe feeling and be like, listen, this is our tribe, man. And you know, the argument will go, well, that there may not be enough tribe to pay the bills, buddy. And I understand that, but I do think that we need to think about the way we present it, but I think it's totally possible because once you start talking the talk, and if you do it on a regular basis, a post-match, I think people are gonna start to catch on. I think you'll turn some people off, and then there'll be some other people that are kinda turned on, they wanna find out, and then there'll be people who are all in, who are like, what are they, I don't even, it's kinda like when we were talking in a previous episode and you said stutter step, and I was like, well, huh? what'd you say? <laughs> Or would I say something business-wise and you're like, wait a minute, could you slow down? I'm a telling And I pro. just
1: saw a lady yesterday. Yeah. I was getting a ball out of the hall as I was picking up yeah. and these two women were hitting on another court and this woman ran smack into a mid like chest level ball on the, like, i just saw it was funny she like ran right into it and whooped she was like oh and i was like stutter step <laughs> <I walked> <laughs> yeah, and i was like yep there we the go anonymous the anonymous
0: right. non-fan comment
1: right stutter step <laughs> um
0: but i think it could be done and and um and it would it would i think it would cause people it would cause people to look at tennis differently I think when it's being played and maybe it's quite possible you can watch tennis and you, you're so good with your focus that you can just, you don't need the sound off. You can just tune out these people. You're not even listening to
1: what they have to say. You know what I mean? Um, Oh, you mean you have a filter, you you have a filter. Sure. I I think people, like have TV on sometimes in the background just as like, it's almost well, like white but that's, noise. Right. It's but almost that's, like white noise. But that's
0: when they're multitasking, when they're focused on another task. I'm saying if you're just watching tennis to figure out how do I get better at this sport, how do I coach better, right? Right. Maybe you have a good enough filter that you're just like I don't care what these guys are saying right now. I'm focused just on that, and I can zone out and and look at that. Oh, look at that. He's doing that now. He's doing that, and I don't really care that the, he's saying, "Yeah, she just came back from a lengthy shoulder, shoulder surgery and an injury, and she's now recovered fully." But I don't know. She's got the KT tape on, and we'll see. Maybe that's going to be a problem this time around.
1: <laughs> yeah, because and, and they're all injured. That's just dumb, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so I hate that. So, hold on. Do you? So I think the the break. Do you think I'm going to ask you this? Because I think you you got this when you started really focusing on Bomber and Cannibal when you're like, okay, we're going to go out a lot, and there are certain aspects of tennis that you don't get watching it. It's impossible. So the pace of the ball. You can have a shot that looks the same, right? Yeah. From, from and anyway, I'm not, I'm not live. I'm talking about like on the TV. Yeah. And, or your computer or wherever. And you just, it looks exactly the same, but there's more, there's a, there's a little, just a little extra spilkus on it. Just a little extra. Okay. But you can't feel it. You can't hear it. Can't see it. But the other player knows. Right. So there's, why do they keep hitting these shots back and forth? Well, she kept changing the pace on me. I was set up for this kind of shot with this amount of topspin or this amount of weight behind it. And she, she took a little bit out of it. And so I was set up for something else and that threw my timing off. Right. So we never talk about timing. Timing is really important. So you can't account for that, right? So forget footwork How, when you, let's say you are set up in your balance but you realize oh it's not there and i was go, i was set up for this kind of shot well here we go right back again exact same thing again reset so you don't get that i don't say so i've been giving i think i told you this blizzle some some lessons on uh some privates when i have some open time he's my Uh songwriting partner and he used to be a elite hockey player and I want you to really think about this because I, he said this and I was like, you know, I, I never even thought of this at all. Like when he said it, he just said it last week. Okay, here we go. We are, we went through our lesson on technique and then we started hitting and so he hit a forehand and I was like, you got to recover, you got to recover. And he's like, oh, he goes, I just want to charge the net on every single shot. This doesn't make any sense. I'm on offense and now I'm on defense. I'm on offense and then I'm on defense. He goes, "I'm a hockey player. I'm either on offense or I'm on defense." This keeps switching. He goes, "This is bizarre." He goes, "It's weird. What am I on?" I go, "Both." <laughs> you know and, and that's so think of that. And th- that's a weird Thing from somebody that played a real—he's a very good athlete. So for him to to make that comment, I was like, "You're right. You're There all, is
0: no team. You are the team.
1: You're you're <laughs> you're everything. All, all and it switches. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, so he would go for." So as we played on, we went a little bit over our, our our time, and we just started like banging around. And he was like, "God, this is a lot of fun." But he's like, "I kept trying to hit something, and I would just completely." unload and he said it would go flying off the court. Was I on defense there? I'm like, yeah, because the shot that I hit was highly offensive. And then there were shots that he hit where I would go completely off my COG and he's just, and he's in a, a defensive uh, posture. And as I'm running off, I'm like, offense, offense. I was like, you're on offense. And he's like, oh, oh. But like, that was the first time I actually sat with somebody and really used... In mid play, I was screaming back and forth what he was on. You know what? And I think that really helped a lot with like the weight of the ball, with the kind of shot that was hit. what what did I look at? That was really that really helped him a lot, well, you know, it's funny. I teach my kids that because I always i
0: I like to teach my analogy a lot of times. So, like, excuse me I liken a lot of this stuff to different sports so like when you're serving you kind of take the position of being a major league pitcher because you're like okay what am I gonna do here you know what I mean like if I if I if I keep pitching fastballs yeah I mean if I keep pitching fastballs that's kind of like unforced error tennis I'm just gonna keep I'm gonna keep serving this and I'm gonna see that if this guy is gonna he can't take my he can't take this. It's almost like Isner. I'm just gonna pound the crap out of the ball. And I'm he's gonna take what he could take, right? And I'm not saying John John Isner's great. I'm not saying, you know, that's all he does. I'm just saying
1: But are you saying with that kind of posture that he is mostly on he's he's it going from I'm mostly on offense? Right. He's yeah, right, exactly like, like a pitcher's a pit but a pitcher's on defense.
0: Um Yes and no. I mean, a pitcher is well.
1: Who's trying, but you're trying to score from, in the baseball analogy, you're trying to score from the batting position. Their mistake, their either inability to get the ball or right. So that they're on offense. They're foul. And, and, balls. and when you're in the field, you're on the defensive. Right. And then you switch. But it's pretty clear. Right. It's black and white. <clears throat> Football is black and white. Right. Yes. So, so, because you're you're in a position.
0: You're, this is your. I think baseball is probably a little bit less black and white, but football is definitely black and white. It's it's very – although there's times when if you can recover a fumble and you're on the defense and then you can run it back. Yeah, but that's a, an exception to the rule. That's an
1: exception to the right. rule. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, not trying to argue exceptions to the rule. I'm just saying. I'm, but that. I'm just going to clarify. So, but, but that's a good point about Isner, though. Yeah. If if you're bombing everything, right, then that, that would be – so every time you hit the ball like that, regardless of maybe what you're getting – you're, you're going with, I'm on offense, I'm on offense. Right. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. And
0: I think, no, I think it's interesting. We, sh- we should have that as another episode because basically it's like, well, okay, it's really, people are like, oh God, I'm up against John Isner. He's going to hit nothing but 135 mile an our balls and blah, 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 blah. Okay. But you also know that's exactly what he's going to do. And he's not going to change it up at all, which is actually bad for him. Because you know exactly what he's going to do. And if you know exactly what he's going to do, then you can prepare counter, counter counterattack strategies to try to counter exactly what he's doing, you know? So anyway, um, I do this all the time. I teach by analogy and I, and my kids are not as familiar with other sports, but they are. But I, I do that. And I was like, okay, listen, when you're serving, you're kind of like a pitcher. You know, you have choices to make. Am I going to do a fastball, screwball, sinker? What am I going to do here? Am I going to change the spin, the rotation? What am I going to do to throw this guy off? And then we've been getting into more of the dynamics of like, we'll serve multiple times to one position. <clears throat> so if we're on deuce, we'll stay on deuce and hit, I don't know, hundred serves or whatever, each person or whatever. And But by doing that, you are going through analysis and you're taking things apart and you're going slower and you're like, and, and, and then you can see, then he can see what's happening when I return it. And then when he has to return my return, right. And I, 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 and he also is taking the position then as a pitcher because he's not going from side to side. He's not distracted. He's focused on just this side, the deuce or the ad, and he's, replicating over and over, but now he's trying different pitches, like a pitcher would pitch, right? Different serves, not just positions on the court, but different serves. So, changing up the spin and the rotation, you know, doing these types of things. And then, I make the analogy of-
1: Can can you hit the smarticles button?
0: Football. I I just had a huge-
1: Oh. oh. Well, it's a partial smarticles. Wait, what? Oh, so if you do that, he does that? I just figured oh, that. Oh, out. it's it's like yeah. it's like a, it's like it's like the remix, right? Exactly. No, you can't, do we get it? A- yeah, you went the whole. Okay, go ahead. I'm just because I'm I don't want to forget. That's my overexcitability. Give me a second. No, you don't have to apologize. Uh, okay. Serving is well ready. You're using it as pitching, yeah. but you're also hitting. Yeah. So you're like, authentic. you mean hitting when you make the initial serve? Right, right, right. So you're, you're, <clears throat> so you're serving. So if we, use it, if we use baseball, right? Just go with me here. And we're saying the pitcher is on defense and the hitter is on offense. Now, it's black and white. But then you look at tennis, like, okay, you're serving. You're, you're, you're trying to ace the person maybe or throw a pitch, but you're throwing it with your racket, so you're hitting it. So you're offensively defensive. Right. There's this weird thing where I was thinking like, well, if you serve it and you ace them, that's like a strike in baseball. So does that make you defensive? Right. Like, do you get what I'm saying? But that's okay. But I want to be careful here.
0: I think what you're doing is fantastic. But I think you have to be really careful here because from a processing standpoint, if we bring it back to exactly what we were saying, you're more advanced in your thought process on this. So it could get confusing to somebody who's listening to this. <laughs>
1: just saying. Right, but, well, but I think there's saying. this illusion, though, that always because you're hitting a ball, you're on the offensive. There's this, right? So we look at that like when you're throwing a ball, but wait, you're on the offensive.
0: Stop. Why are you not on the offensive? Because some, it's yep. your ball. You're serving it, this guy. You're making the choices about where it's going to go, how fast it's going to go. You're making all these choices. He doesn't get to make any of those choices. He gets what he gets. How are y- yes, you? Yes, but, I, but how are you on the defense at that? Because
1: point? Because I might have to hit a serve that will allow him to get it back in. Where I I would call it like a neutral serve. It's not going to hurt me, but it's not going to. It'll it'll get what me into the point. What you're thinking about is a setup serve. Is that right, right? Right. And I would consider versus that a winner serve, which I would consider that a defensive serve. It's so a smart. setup
0: serve is a defensive serve.
1: Yeah. That's how I, but is it that. really? a defensive? I don't, I don't know. S- well, no, but
0: think about I this. Is it really a defensive serve? Because it's part of a greater plan that you're, that you've made. You're like, no, 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 no. I can, I know this guy's backhand. If he gets it to inside, on the let's say you're doing deuce to deuce and he gets it two inside. You don't go wide on the tee. You purposely try to do almost like a body serve, and jam you try sandwich, to, you jam try, sandwich. Right. You try to jam the guy because you're like, I don't think he's gonna move. I don't think he can get away from. I'm gonna try this out. That's still offensive for a couple of reasons. One, if he can't move, then you've then he shanks the ball and you've won. But two, if he can move and set up. Chances are he's going to be off his COG and he's going to hit a weaker return, which is then going to set you up offensively again to do come in and finish the point. No, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I I, I think that so, this, but, but I'm not trying to argue with you
1: about no, but I being think not this, being defensive. But, I think there are this, times when it
0: could be defensive.
1: But this is my, my thing about commentating right. about why I think this sport is so hard to explain, right? It's
0: not black and white. But so, but so, and this gets back to our original point and we should wrap this up is that, um, it, by turning the sound off, the sound itself is cluttering things. That's my, that's my only statement here. The sound, the people talking is cluttering things. It's cluttering people's ability to analyze. It's cluttering the space that they would have the mental, the cognitive computer processing space that they need to be able to process things, the, the first thing is they don't have the space. So then they've got this WYSIWYG junk that they're putting in because they're, because, and I've, I've done it myself and I'm not criticizing commentators. I think commentary, commentating is wonderful. It keeps you going. But at the same time, if you're really interested in learning about this or, f- or figuring this out, I've noticed in myself that <clears throat> I'm not, That it's distracting to me figuring out what's going on because I'm like, oh, you know, they're they're like, yeah, look at the look at the ankle brace that he's got on there. Boy, yeah, he did mention in a previous match.
1: They're redirecting you from what just happened.
0: Right. And I'm like, wait a minute. I got to figure out what's going on here. And then it becomes emotional. And then I lose everything. Right. Because if it becomes emotional, then I'm like, then I'm like, well, I always think he's a better player anyway. So, you know, (laughs) the guy having an ankle brace, this one's probably over. And then I'm thinking about all this stuff as opposed to, wait a second, whoa, hold on a second. What went on here? And looking at the artistry and the mastery and the beauty of this sport, but also that's, you can appreciate that, but then appreciating the mechanics, the, the gut level mechanics, and the strategy of what's going on, and then appreciating the shots that were made, and then appreciating the movement, where you're like, okay, wait a second, there's so much movement going on here, or there's a lack of movement, or he failed to move, or she failed to move, right? And so that's what I'm, I'm really getting at here is, is that um, if people really want to develop their skills, and they really want, I would suggest turning the commentator off for a little while. And I would suggest watching it like a game film, like a pro football player would watch a game film. You know, I would. That's me.
1: No, I, I agree. But I think we touched. I don't, I don't want to wrap this up. I, I want to keep going on this topic. Because, okay. No, because unless you want to just go with turning the sound off, that, that's fine. No, no no, I'm not yes, no, no. That's hilarious.
0: Yes. Let's do the remaining 15 minutes with the sound off.
1: We can't do that with People podcasts. are like, are they joking? You can't do that with the podcast. Are they podcasts. joking? <laughs> People are like. Hold <laughs> on. Oh, no, no. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Do it again. Do, oh, do, God. Do, do, do it again. Ready? Go, 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 go. Uh-huh.
0: Sound is off. So we'll just have.
1: <sighs> I, t- I will tell you that's Sully, not as. S- hold on, no, no. Sully just reached for the crowd. <laughs> he took his Darth Vader coffee cup. And he filled it up with almond amaretto. Oh, there we go. And right now, there's a company. And and he brought it to his lips. Right. And then when it hit, the cool, the hot energy went into his body, cooling him off.
0: (laughs) Do you know what just occurred to me? It just occurred to me that this, that at some level, what we're talking about here is we're talking about um, old school radio commentary. Because old school radio commentary- Hockey on, <clears throat> hockey on the
1: radio hockey on the radio old most school exciting thing. old school radio commentary actually I, I know a hockey commentator i don't know how they do it i mean it's amazing yeah. that that might be the most exhilarating i forget watching it listening to hockey for me on the radio is the greatest wait a minute you mean it's not as exciting as listening to baseball on the radio no <laughs> <laughs> no no, not absolutely. Imagine tennis. Bob imagine is, tennis on Bob the radio. Is batting, Bob is batting.
0: three hundred this year. Pretty good. Pretty amazing. I think this year he's gonna. Well, he talked a little bit about bettering his average. He said,
1: uh, <laughs> or fourteen. The home pitch runs. goes in. Pitch goes in. Oh, Up, uh, swinging a miss. Up, oh, swinging a miss. Right. Or tennis. Right. Here's tennis.
0: Well, it's happening. Tennis is happening so fast that you can't possibly, at some level, comment comment on it. He's off his eog. He goes to hit to the deuce. He's got okay. His serve initially wide to the initially wide to the deuce. Look at that! A return by wait a minute. though. So-and-so.
1: wait a minute. We got something here. We need hockey announcers doing tennis. <laughs> yes, we've got the wrong yes. people doing tennis. Yes, yes. yes. No, we right hockey I, on the court. Right, we need hockey on the court. I think I, I that know, would be done. Yeah. So. But I wanted. To, there's a bunch of things you said though. Account for processing, and you took it just from the angle of the viewer, right? So if you want to cut it here and do the right away, go into the angle of the <clears throat> coach. I'm ready to go. Let's do I, it. I, I think you really hit upon something. You, you just rocked my brain and my body on this one. And same. Here. Okay, so next episode. Right now, we're going to talk about game film coaching versus commentating coaching. They're very different, and this really just blew this open for me. Awesome.